Um, well, good morning. How is everyone? Great. Man, it is so cool to just be worshiping outdoors, worshiping at the park, and just to be with everybody. It's so cool. But I have a question specifically for kiddos. Parents, you can answer too, but kiddos, do you guys know how we get to heaven? Somebody shout it out. Anybody? Jesus. There we go. I was going to say, somebody knows this answer. Jesus is the only way to heaven. But sometimes it can be kind of hard to trust that. And sometimes we can try and maybe do our own thing to get ourselves to heaven or to be good or, or, or whatever it might be. So I've got a little game that I need two volunteers for. Brody. Brody, give Brody a hand. And no other kiddos raising their hands, so I get the lovely job of picking on someone. Georgia, there she is. Want to come up here and play the game, Georgia? Give Georgia a hand, everyone. Woo! All right. Georgia, you're going to stand right here beside Brody, and I'm going to stand over here. It's not going to give me feedback if I stand in front of the mic, will it? Cool. All right. Have you guys ever played red light, green light? Pretty simple. When I say green light, you're going to start going. When I say red light, you're going to stop. Okay? Pretty simple. Are we ready? On your mark. Get set. You're just going to start walking forward. Ready? Green light. Red light. Oh. Green light. Red light. Red light. Oh. Green light. Red light. Green light. Red light. Green light, red light, green light, red light, green light, red light. Ooh. All right. That was as simple as it was. Give him a hand. Way to go. You guys did awesome. So. <laughs> Great job, Georgia. Thanks for helping, guys. So the whole point I want to play that little game is to give us this illustration of, you kind of saw the hesitance sometimes whenever I said red light, and they're like, ah. You kind of get that wobbly leg of like, I almost moved forward. And sometimes that's what we can do in our relationship with Jesus. Jesus is the way to heaven, and that's what we have to trust. But sometimes it can be really easy to want to do our own thing, to go our own way. And when God's maybe giving us a red light, we want to say, oh, no, that's a green light, I'm going. And sometimes when God's giving us a green light, we think, that's a red light, I'm not doing anything. But his word reminds us that Jesus, is his whole purpose was to point us to God and to give us this opportunity to have a relationship with him and eternity in heaven. And it says this in John chapter 14, as my phone freezes. There we go. It says this in chapter 14, verses 1 through 4. Don't let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My Father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I am going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you with me, that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going. And this is coming directly from the mouth of Jesus, reminding all of us that the way to heaven is through him. And we have to trust that when he says, I'm going away to prepare a place for you, he's going to his father's house. And that sounds even more personal, doesn't it? He gets to, he gets to go to the father's house to prepare this place, to prepare these rooms for us. And we have to trust that it's Jesus that's going to do that. So sometimes kiddos and parents, Whenever God's giving us that green light, we need to trust him and go. And sometimes when he's giving us that red light, we need to trust him and stop and have faith in what he's doing. I have two questions. 
Two questions I want you guys to give yourself 60 seconds. Chat with your neighbor or your families. I want you guys to answer these two questions. One, how can you obey that more this week of trusting in Jesus as the way to heaven? And two, who's someone that you could share this story with this week? Those four simple verses. So converse with your neighbors, with your families, whoever you're sitting with, talk with them for 60 seconds and answer those questions. All right, so really quick, show of hands, how many of you guys since the first of the year have gone somewhere new that you hadn't been before? Anyone gone to maybe a park, on a trip, out of town, to a new location? So here's a little uh, confessional from me. When I go somewhere new, I need to know the details. And I'm not talking like I want to put the address into my GPS. I want to be able to go on Google and look at the street view and explore I want to know where I need to park. I want to know who I'm gonna to talk to when I get there. I want to know everything that's gonna take place between me leaving my driveway and me arriving safely at my destination, right? So anybody else with me on that? Like, to have that confidence? <laughs> Absolutely, so I might be a little, uh, a little crazy in that regard, but I do like to know where I'm going and how I'm gonna get there and what the destination is gonna be like. There are things in life, however, that I can't Google, and I can't get a street view of. There are things in life that I don't know the step-by-step -step plans that's gonna take me there. And one of those things, a lot of times, that confuses me and befuddles me is faith, right? How do we get to God? How do we get to the Father? How do we get to Jesus? And that can be very alarming. I can't enter it into Google and get an answer all the time. So, imagine that this is probably how Thomas one of Jesus' disciples felt whenever he heard Jesus saying that he was going to go prepare a place for them in heaven. Well, how do we get there? How, God? How do I make it there? So if you have your card with you, I want you to turn it over and we're going to read it again. Rosh just shared it with us. Beginning with verse 1, it's on your lyric sheet. It says, Do not let your hearts be troubled. Believe in God and believe also in me. My Father's house has many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and I prepare a place for you, I will come back and I'll take you to be with me. That you may also be where I am. You know the way and the place that I'm going. Thomas says, he asks that question, Lord, where? How? What's the details? Lord, we don't know where we're going. So how can you know the way? Jesus answers, and I think they tell him, we hear it in verse 1. He says, don't worry about it. Don't be troubled. Don't be, don't be frustrated. Don't be anxious. He tells us the answer to that question. And verse 6, Jesus answered, he said, I am the way. That's just the way. I am the truth, and I am the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. If you really know me, you will, be, you will know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him, and you will see him. You see, Jesus is the way. He is the way to heaven. He is the way to a relationship with God. He is the way to that personal, fulfilling connection with Jesus that we wonder and that our hearts desire. You know, I think uh, I think Thomas answers, asks that question that oftentimes my heart has wondered. Jesus tells us that he is the way, but hear this, he goes one step further. He tells us that he is the only way. He is the only way to heaven. I like that uh, this morning, Phil, our lead pastor at Crossroads, he says this, he says, Jesus is the only port of entry, the only pass through the mountains, the only bridge over the water. There's a single road that leads to God, and Jesus is that road. There is not a better road. There's not a different road. There is one road, and that is Jesus. 
Now, if you're hearing this, that might sound a little exclusive. I'm like, man, I can't get to heaven any other way. I can't get to the Father any other way. It is. It is exclusive. There is one way. But here, this, this is the amazing part. It is the way for all. Everyone is invited to follow that path. Everyone is invited to come along with Jesus and to go on that path. We hear this in other places in scripture. One that, uh, that is pretty famous and that maybe you've heard before is from John 3.16, where we hear that Jesus is our way to heaven, that he died on the cross so that anyone who believes in him can have eternal life. You see, there is a way to heaven and it's available to you, it's available to me. There's a way to a richness and a relationship with God. There's a way to the Father and it's available to us, all of us. Now this is one of the neat parts about this fact. It doesn't matter what your story is. It doesn't matter what your history is. It doesn't matter what journey you've been on in the past, what guilt or shame comes along with that journey, what victories or failures there have been. The pathway is open to each and every one of us. We all have been invited to receive Jesus in our life and to have access to God, to the Father, and to heaven. So how is this even possible? How can Jesus be the way? Let's take a look back at our passage and we can learn some more. It says that Philip, he's another one of Jesus' disciples and Jesus' friends. He says, Lord, show us the Father, and that will be enough for us. And Jesus answered, do you know me, Philip? Even after I've, even after I've been among you such a long time, anyone who's seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am the Father, and the Father is in me? Rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing his work. Believe me when I say I am the Father, and the Father is in me, or at least believe on evidence of the works themselves. Jesus explains that he is the only way to the Father, and he is the way to the Father. He explains it because the reason why is because he is the only true representation of God. When we know Jesus, we know God. We know the Father. When we have a relationship with Jesus, we have a relationship with the Father. He is the way because he is the true representation of God. I hope that you hear this today and that you find some encouragement in it. That Jesus is the way to heaven, that Jesus is the way to the Father, and that Jesus opens that up to every one of us that are willing to accept it and to believe and to receive. I have uh, today these little communion cups. And uh, when we worship together at Crossroads, every week we take some time to reflect on the fact that Jesus died on the cross so that we can have a relationship with him. If you didn't get one of these cups, raise your hand and Julie or Karis will bring you one. But we want to take some time to reflect on the fact that Jesus is the way, that he provided us a clear direction, he provided us a connection to him. And we want to thank him for that by taking communion together. So in your cup, there are two parts. The top piece of plastic peels back to reveal a wafer. And below that is juice. And so let's take a moment to, in our hearts, thank God for who he is and what he has done to make the way to have the Father available to us. And then if you want to peel back that top piece, we will together take the wafer. He made all of this available to us through dying on the cross. He offers us forgiveness of our sins, but he also heals our broken relationship with our Father. He heals our broken relationship with God, and he provides for us access and a way to eternity, a way to heaven. As we drink this juice, let's remember his death on the cross. 
and thank him for that. Jesus, we are so thankful that you were willing to come, that you were willing to live on this earth, that you were willing to die on the cross. God, you are the way. You have made the way clear. I don't have to have a GPS to get to heaven. I don't have to have directions, Lord. I just have to have you in my heart and you in my life. God, we are thankful for that. God, I am thankful that it doesn't matter what I've done in the past, that I can trust in you and walk in your way and live in your truth. Thank you for this truth today, Lord. I pray that as we cherish this truth in our hearts today, that, Lord, it would literally echo through the streets, that it would literally echo through this park and into the hearts and into the homes of our neighbors, Lord. Let us celebrate the grace that you've given to us, the love that you've given to us, and the forgiveness that you've given to us. All right, let's continue our passage uh, from John 14. So Jesus is still talking to Philip. He's talking to Thomas and the other disciples. And Jesus says in verse 12, Very truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing, and they will do even greater things than these, because I am going to the Father. And I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask me for anything, anything in my name, and I will do it. Wow. Did you hear that? Jesus says, you may ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. That is a big, big promise from Jesus to the disciples. That is a big promise from Jesus to us. And Jesus actually makes three promises here in this passage. Jesus' first promise is, you can do the works I have been doing. So at Crossroads, we want to live and love like Jesus. Jesus loved people. Jesus healed people. He taught people. He prayed with people. He told them how to get to heaven, and he saved them. And Jesus says, you can do it too. Jesus' way of life is the way for us to live. He invites us to join him in his work. He calls us to bring spiritual light to dark places. He calls us to offer healing and offer forgiveness to those in pain. He calls us to humbly serve the needs of others. And he calls us to love sacrificially so that others, so that others can know God's love. Jesus' second promise that he makes is you can do even greater things than what I've been doing. That's right. Even greater things. Not really greater in the sense of more sensational, but greater in the sense of bigger things. Things with greater magnitude. And that seems almost unbelievable. It seems incredible, but it is true. So Peter was one of the disciples who was with Jesus in this moment. And Acts 3 says that after Peter's first sermon, around 3,000 people were converted to Jesus. They were saved. So would you say that that be considered greater things? <laughs> Absolutely it would. So these are clearly this, still the worst that Jesus is doing through Peter, but they're expanded. These works are multiplied. And at this point, Keep in mind, Jesus had not died. Jesus had not resurrected. Jesus had not ascended to heaven. The disciples had not yet 
received the Holy Spirit. So there were certainly greater things that were coming both to Jesus and to the disciples. Now, Jesus' third promise is, I will do whatever you ask in my name. And I believe this is the biggest promise of all. This promise brings confidence to us. It brought confidence to the disciples. So when we are walking and working in the way of Jesus, he, Jesus, provides us the resources. First, he provides his presence. He tells his disciples in Matthew 28, 20, before he ascends to heaven, surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. That is his presence. Second, he answers prayer. Jesus says in Matthew 7, 7, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock, knock and that door will be opened to you. So what do we do? We need to ask in the name, ask in the character, ask in the authority of Jesus. It is all about trusting and relying on Jesus to bring glory to his Father. So miracles in the name of Jesus are meant to make God's greatness known. Let me tell you how this plays out in my life. I know that there is no way that I can do the works that Jesus has promised to me, the works that he has promised to the disciples on my own. I have to go to the Lord in prayer. I have to ask, I have to seek, and I have to knock. And for me, my most concentrated time of prayer happens when I run. I run most every morning. Now, my family says that what I do is not running. It's an injustice to call what I do running. They say it's plopping, right, Ed? It's, it's walking fast. Well, regardless of what you want to call it, when I run, I pray. I look over my day and I pray for every activity. I pray for every meeting. I pray for every person that I am going to encounter. I ask God to bless my family. I ask God to bless my church. I ask God to bless our wonderful ministry team, my friends, my neighbors, those that don't know Jesus. And I have seen him do unbelievable things, friends, through that time of prayer. I've seen him heal people. I've seen Jesus save people. I've seen Jesus mend relationships. Jesus has brought peace in the midst of chaos. Jesus has brought joy in the midst of sorrow. And I have absolute confidence in what Jesus can do in my life. I have confidence in what Jesus can do through me, both for the small things, those little bitty things, and also for the greater things. And friends, Jesus, he can do that for you too. All right, let's wrap up our message today. So what have we learned? We have learned that we can trust in the person and the promises of Jesus. I'm going to say that again. We can trust in the person and the promises of Jesus. Ross had some great talking points for our kids and our families. He taught us that we can trust in Jesus as the way to where? The way to heaven. That's right. So if you believe in Jesus... You got a spot in heaven. You're in like Flynn. You have the security, and you can rest in that security because Jesus has prepared a room just for you. Kelly taught us that we can trust in Jesus is the way to the Father. Where were you, Rachel? The Father. So Jesus is the true way to life. 
Jesus is the true way to relationship. Jesus is the way to truth and he is the way to life. As Kelly taught us, it is exclusive because Jesus is the only way. But guess what? It's also inclusive, isn't it? Because it is offered to everyone. Everyone here is welcome. And then I shared the three promises of Jesus. So we can trust in Jesus as the way to greater things, greater things. Jesus calls us to live the way he lived. He calls us to love the way he loved. We can pray to him in confidence and we do it all for the glory of his father, for the glory of God. So as we close, I have three questions for you. Three questions. First of all, is your heart troubled? Is your heart troubled? Are you anxious? Are you stressed? Are you frustrated? You can have confidence by believing in who Jesus is. He is the way. He's the only way to heaven. He is the truth. Jesus can be trusted. And he is life. There is no other way to live. And there is no other reason to live. There is no other reason to live apart from Jesus. There's no other way to eternal life, and there's no other way to an abundant life today. Second, are you doing the works of Jesus? Are you doing the works of Jesus? Are you chasing after the American dream, or are you chasing after Jesus? Are you chasing after the way? Jesus has called you, and Jesus has gifted you for his work. Notice every person around you. Value every person around you. Serve every person around you. It's really that simple. Third, are you relying on the power that Jesus provides? Are you relying on the power that Jesus provides? Are you seeking your fame or are you trying to make Jesus famous? Glorify God through your life. Carry out the mission he has chosen for you. Tap his power through prayer. Jesus will provide you everything you need. He's promised you that. Everything you need to live like him and to love like him. 2 Peter 1, 10 through 11 says, make every effort to confirm your calling and to confirm your election. For if you do these things, you will never stumble and you'll receive a rich welcome into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Let's pray together. Dear Heavenly Father, what a blessing. What a blessing it is to be among friends. God, we forget how much we desire gathering, how much we desire community, how much we desire fellowship, Lord. I thank you so much for this opportunity that you've given us this morning. Thank you for all of my friends that are here with us, friends from Crossroads, friends from the neighborhood, God. May you bless every one of them, bless every adult, bless every kid. Father, may we learn to live and love like your son, Jesus, God. That's what you're calling us to, and you prepare us for that. You give us the resources. Your son is the way, God. May that always be first and foremost in our hearts, and first and foremost, on our lips. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.